right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us live tonight on a very special episode on the Podbean app. This is a mix. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, all wrapped into one show. It is our final show of 2020. We're calling it the 2020 Wrap-Up Show. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight on this very, very nice New Year's Eve. And Paul Hornstein, my co-host, as always, on my College Hockey Shows, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Uh, a bit later, we'll be joined by my co-host on the Club Hockey Southwest Weekly Show. Um, as soon as uh, as soon as he's available, <laughs> no, I was trying to think of when he was going to come on. Stephen Stephen Marsh will be joining us in about fifteen minutes. But ah, uh, yeah, this is this is ad libbing it because this is live, Paul. We're we're there. We're no script we're here. We're, just, we're going right. I know, but this is no script. Nothing pre-recorded except the music to start. Uh, everything else is uh, is live. But how are you? How's your New Year's Eve going? Well, uh, I mean, it's 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 fine. I mean, it, you know, this is one of those nights that when I was Stephen's age, we called amateur night. And I know Stephen's not here right now. Or <laughs> Zach, definitely when I was Zach's age. Uh, this was am- This was an amateur night. This was a night where all of those people that um, uh, thought they were big time party animals uh, would go out, and it, it was a horrible night to be out. If you were, um, I, I don't make any secrets of how much uh, extracurricular activities. I was involved with when I was at ASU uh, and and when I was in my early 30s in terms of, shall we say, Roger Kleining it, even though it wasn't exactly what I drank. Um, uh, But, you know, we were professionals. We knew how to handle ourselves. It was also the 80s and things were not quite the same as they were 20 or 30 years later in terms of what you could get away with and what you couldn't get away with but um um yeah this was a night i i honestly couldn't wait for it to end most nights because you would get people that don't usually go out and socialize with an adult beverage or two all of a sudden feeling like, oh, that's no problem. I can handle myself. And no, <laughs> no, no. Um, we were professionals. <laughs> we were professional drunks. And, um, you know, I don't make a secret of it. Uh, you can ask anybody in any of our alumni, any of my friends that, <laughs> that I still talk to today that I went to school with and some of the alumni meetings, when they hear some of the stories, they're like, what? So... <laughs> I love it. Well, Paul, well, uh, at, least, at least what I can remember of it anyway. <laughs> our, our podcasts have you and I at least have done a podcast for more than a year now. But uh, 2020 has too. been uh, a crazy, crazy time for yep. uh, for everybody. Uh, yep. The pandemic. Uh, I was looking back today when I was doing a little bit of research for the show and what what I thought we should discuss. And, and the first thing that popped up on my screen as I went back towards 
um, January 1, 2020, was uh, returning home from Southern California. And that seems, Paul, like 20 years ago to me <laughs> when we spent we spent uh, a few days watching the Sun Devils and, and the Harvard Crimson uh, play at, uh, at the Anaheim practice facility uh, in California. And uh, it just seems like forever ago because so many things have happened since then. But uh, a lot of good things on our end of it, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But obviously the pandemic has just uh, wreaked havoc on everything uh, in the world, including the sports world, including hockey. But um, before That's we get into though. when, before yeah, well before before the uh, pandemic hit, let's let's go back and we let's start right in January. I mean, you were returning home uh, from a trip to California. Um, yeah. What were, what were your thoughts in January uh, as you saw the Sun Devils starting to to make a push? They they didn't play very oh, I well. You were gonna, I thought California. you were going to I thought you were going to ask me what my thoughts were as I was leaving California and. <laughs> No, I think I know those thoughts. I think I know those thoughts, but you can start there if you like. No, you know, I'm sure people are tired of hearing me talk about that, but they'll just have to deal with it again on Sunday. Um, listen, uh, I, 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 I just, you know, it was, it was a crazy stretch there for a while because. They were a little up and down at the beginning of this, at you know, at a, at a certain point in the year, and then they got hot and won a lot of games in the third period. And and were by everybody else's account on their way to a second straight trip to the NCAA tournament. Um. Well, they they had accomplished my magic number, so that that should have put that them in automatically, right? That doesn't mean anything, no. <laughs> uh, no. And they uh, and they did have Evan the Wall Debrow backstopping uh, that. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> do we? Stop. I'm sorry. I, de- I derailed stop. you. Now. I I derailed you stop. now. <laughs> stop with the crappy nicknames. They don't know. Uh, no. Um, can I start with you know, Bobby Orbrink? Well, that's not a nickname. <laughs> and at least that's his name. B- not, Bobby the Blur? Yeah. Once again, stop. <laughs> Thankfully, we got that straightened out. We won't have to worry about that, I don't think, again. Because, I mean, it was so weird when I heard that. I'm like, that can't possibly be fake. <laughs> right. Right. No, it's it's fact. You know, fact, which is, and, and and listen, I don't know the background of Bobby Brink's parents. I don't. I, I'm I do. sure I could look it up a little bit, but I don't think they were hockey players. They might have been from Boston, obviously. Uh, and they had no way of knowing he was going to be hockey. Oh, 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 hold on a minute. No, no. Andy Brink grew up about 45 miles from me. Uh, we we used to play golf against each other in the summertime. Uh, he's an extremely good golfer, and he was an incredible hockey player at the University of Minnesota. So let me set that one straight right away. Okay, well, then I, I don't. Then I really don't know where the or came from. But why was it or and not Bobby Smith? <laughs> we'll, we'll ask. Who was a great player, by the way, for the North Stars. Uh, absolutely. But we're gonna, Dallas. When Bobby finishes winning his gold medal in the World Juniors, uh, we'll have him on the show. 
Uh, I've already talked to Denver and said that we definitely want to have him on. And they said, uh, sure, when he gets settled back, uh, we will find time to have Bobby Brink on and we'll talk about his experience and his middle name. But anyway, we we, we regress. So let's go right, back. We only to... fast forwarded 12 months. I mean, I don't understand what the problem is. There's a lot of people that would have liked to have fast forwarded through 2020. Yeah, exactly. Well, you were you were talking about how ASU was moving towards that opportunity to get to an NCAA tournament. And, and, and I remember so many things distinctly, Paul, this year. But one of the things that jumped out at me was That's late February case. and senior night and watching the performance of one Brinson Pashnik uh, as he just carried that hockey team uh, to a sweep, I believe, right, on senior weekend, if I remember correctly. Um, and I, I remember him. You really want? No, no, no. I mean, that, 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 we can go back and revisit that some other time. But, but I remember him coming off the ice, and I remember our great photographer Zach Bondurant hung around uh, with his dad and waited to get a shot of him and his dad holding up the puck. I believe he had a hat trick that night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Who banged and, us, uh, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> I know don't, Zach's, Zach's going to Zach, get. Don't think- don't think I'm letting you get away with this, Zach. You, you, you ain't getting away that easy. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> that that's what stuck in my mind right away was when I started thinking about disappointment of the pandemic and the no no further games after uh, late February, early March. I thought Brinson Pashnik is a guy that really really missed out. So did Steen. So did Tyler Bush. So did all the other seniors at ASU. I thought that was uh, really the disappointing, the most disappointing part. And I know there were seniors in the club ranks and seniors at other schools that, that missed opportunities as well. But goodness gracious, when you start a program like the Passionate Brothers did right here at ASU, and, and then you have all that success. And, and remember, Brinson was the one that stood up last season uh, before they even went to China in the middle of the summer and said, we're here to win a national title and I didn't come here not to win it and not to get that opportunity as senior year was really heartbreaking. Well, listen, uh, you could say that not just for the passionate brothers, not just for Tyler Bush, but honestly, can't you say that about all the players? You know, I mean, uh, I'm not going to sit here and, and say, that my first thoughts and my first loyalties aren't to ASU because they are. Right. Um, you know, it's just, um, you know, it, it's, you know, most of the other players that were, that were, that were seniors and, and got, I don't know if cheated is the right word or not, but I, I can really can't think or deprived maybe, um, but whatever word you choose to use, um, those seniors on that ASU team last year uh, were the, the the one program where those guys started the program. Yeah, exactly. You know, the seniors in the rest of the country didn't, you know, didn't walk into brand new programs. And um, they didn't walk into Oceanside Ice Arena. Well, some of them did. <laughs> Well, not not to pursue their four year career. Oh well, no, you know. Okay, that's true. Um, you know, and you know, it, it it was definitely a tough situation. 
you know, you're, you're, you're building up a program that it started from scratch and, and in a very short time made its first NCAA tournament, the fastest ever, I believe. In, in terms of a new startup program making the NCAA tournament, I believe you are uh, the, first in, the first independent in like 30 years to make the NCAA tournament. And you had a shot to do it two years in a row as an independent. And, you know, and it just leaves every, and it just leaves every, and it just left everybody hanging. And, um, like you said, the, I, it's just it, it was heartbreaking from that standpoint that those guys committed to building a program from scratch and were deprived of that legitimate chance to 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 be the team that won ASU's first ever NCAA tournament game. Uh, and, and who knows? You know, you win the first game, and who knows after that, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Winning that first one is usually the toughest. So. Okay, so so that's pretty much the college end of it. And the reason, folks, that we bring up uh, the heartbreaking. And, and by and the, the way. Is, yeah, go ahead. And just to, as, as to, to tack on to that, uh, oddly enough, uh, this will also be the year that, you know, that ASU took the next step and officially announced the building. Yeah, absolutely. So it's 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 definitely both ends of the spectrum. And there's been a little bit of discussion since uh, at least between myself and some people on Twitter uh, because of the fact that uh, right now it's time for the World Junior Championship and there's a handful of California players on that team. Uh, ASU just had a California player uh, verbally commit. And, you know, you, you ask yourself the question because it's come up with Greg Powers. Uh, has the building hurt you in recruiting? It's, it's come up often enough. And he, you know, he would say, probably, you know, we just missed out on this guy or we just missed out on that guy. Would they have missed out on those guys if they? Yeah, I, I guess we'll never know, Paul. We'll never, um, we'll never. But I mean, the point is, you now with that building, you know, with all the players that are now coming out of California, and it's a steady stream now. It's not like it was 15, 20 years ago no. when you had the odd California player coming out. Um, you don't have to go that far to play your college hockey at the division one level. And when ASU gets into a league, it's just going to be that much easier. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, it was just part of the conversation uh, that we had. Uh, Does that mean that ASU would have gotten all four or five of the California kids that are playing on team USA? No, that's ridiculous. That's, that's silly. Could they have gotten one of them? Maybe, maybe, Yep. Right. And, and and what if that player is, you know, like I said, it, it, there's there's four California kids on this team. You know, how much faster would the team have progressed if one of those guys was on the team? Yeah. Who knows? I agree. Uh, like I said, I agree. I'm not. It, it's 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 fodder. It's not. 
it's it's not crying over spilt milk. It is what it is. But like just as we're saying, the negative of the pandemic at the same time, you also have about as positive a development as you can have in officially announcing the building. So. Yep, absolutely, 100%. Let's take a quick break, and let's come back and bring in uh, Stephen Marsh, my co-host on Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, because as heartbreaking as it was for Arizona State, and again, as I was saying, uh, the reason we're talking solely about them right now, folks, is that that was the team we covered, the only NCAA team we covered up until this summer. So that's why we're not talking specifically uh, in March about Denver and Colorado College and Air Force, but we will get to that in just a minute. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and bring Stephen Marsh in, and we're going to talk a little bit about the club hockey side of things because that, too, was heartbreaking. We'll be right back. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen faceoff. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, we're back. Uh, it is a very special night, a New Year's Eve, a year-end wrap-up, the 2020 wrap-up edition of ITHSW Podcasts. Uh, a bit of a roundtable. We're missing uh, Zach Bondurant, but we do have Stephen Marsh joining us right now. And 
Stephen, welcome into the show. Happy New Year's Eve to you. And uh, Paul and I are both here. We've uh, we talked a little bit, Stephen, to start the, the show about the heartbreak of uh, 2020 and the loss of the season and the opportunity for NCAA hockey at Arizona State. But, but you and I also uh, saw some heartbreak in the teams that had hoped to go from here to Southwest to Dallas, Texas, and compete for a club national championship. So first of all, how are you? I'm doing well. I, uh, I tweeted out a picture just before I got on here, dressed up for the occasion. Uh, people can see my Twitter page, uh, ITHSW style uh, uh, dress up for New Year's. Not, not as good as Rowan, though. I'm not dressed as nice as Rowan, though. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing his uh, input on this year coming up here. But, but all yeah, aside, uh, let's put it this way. Ro- Rowan decided to go to bed a little early. He's just about <laughs> one years old now, but, but the, the tuxedo was he, top notch. Uh, he's too excited. Tonight. He's ready for 2021 already. That he just went to bed. He's ready for 2020 to be over with. He doesn't even want to. He doesn't even want to stay up for the fireworks or the celebration. He got his okay. bedtime taco and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. After he walked around the house a couple of times. <laughs> okay, so so Stephen, before we start talking club hockey, uh, explain to the listeners a little bit about what's happened in Vegas uh, during the pandemic because. Every time I think about it, Stephen, I was telling Paul in the open that uh, it seems like a million years ago that we were in in Los, uh, Southern California to watch the Sun Devils in Harvard last late December. But it seems like it, something instantly happens in Vegas. They keep building rinks. So, so tell us what's happened in 2020 in Las Vegas quickly, and then we'll jump into the club hockey talk. Oh, where do we begin? Well, the the new Henderson facility, the uh, Lifeguard Arena, which just opened up uh, about a month or so ago, uh, they they worked on that. Of course, they got an AHL team that is coming is now here and is going to start playing here soon, and that has taken place uh, during during all this. Uh, of course, they br- broke ground on the arena for that team out in Henderson as well, where the old Pavilion site is. So they. They've been working on all those, in addition to the Golden Knights, of course, uh, continuing to, to do what they, they do and, and uh, just, just staying busy uh, during this pandemic with building uh, new rinks for, uh, for the Silver Knights and for the hockey community out in Henderson and the Southern Nevada area. All right. So, so when we talk club hockey, um, Paul, being the, uh, the ASU guy that he is, is going to pro- probably start sending booze down on us when we talk ASU and Maybe UNLV, although he's lightened up with UNLV a little bit because that's not the biggest rivalry, and they did promise him maybe some really nice garb and swag when he gets to, to Vegas, so he's probably okay with them. Paul, are you? Listen, there, there's never been an issue with UNLV, okay? Uh, I know where you're, I know where you're <laughs> trying to go with this, and there, are, there is nobody at that level. Nobody. So let's 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 get it straight. Uh, we do not talk about that other school that does not exist or that we do not name. It's like Voldemort. You know, you you Harry Potter people will get it. He who shall not be named. In this case, the school that shall not be named. And I know you guys deal with them a lot on Wednesday nights, and it's not personal, but it's very personal. <laughs> All right, Stephen, tell us tell us about UNLV and the opportunity that we thought they were going to have to be one of three teams 
to play in Dallas, Texas, and just how heartbreaking it was for that that roster to not be able to go. Well, let me just start with uh, about a year ago now. As we were getting, it was twenty twenty was starting up. UNLV was coming into twenty twenty on a really an unprecedented streak for them. They were in a winless streak of nine games, which was pretty unheard of, and at least in the few years that they've been in division one or really it's since the, the current guys are in place, there, uh, coaches there that uh, they, they don't, they're not used to that kind of uh, streak. So they had to deal with that. And then they started 2020 by getting to play a couple of games at the uh, Orleans arena, which is where the silver Knights are going to play their games for the first couple of seasons while the, uh, the facility out in Henderson, of course it has hockey history, of course, with the Wranglers being that was the home for them for 11 seasons. So it's had some hockey. Of course I had a college hockey hall of fame game there, uh, a U.S. Hall of Fame game there a couple of years ago. So it has some hockey history there. But that's where the UNLV got to start the second half of their season, so to speak, in 2020, and that was at the Orleans Arena. It seems so long ago now. I mean, that was in January. Wow, just thinking about it. But And they, they bring in a goaltender from Jamestown, uh, David Anderson, and who they play in that first game? They play in Jamestown. So here comes David Anderson in, in the net to start with his new team against his old team. And what happens? UNLV gets a one nothing shutout win to end that streak. And it was a pretty decent-sized crowd at the Orleans, too, uh, at least for that first game. So uh, that was that was an exciting way to start 2020 for, for UNLV. Then they had a stretch of five games in eight days over that 10-day uh, uh, period, and they did pretty good in that stretch. They, they, had a, they capped it off with a great win against Minot State on that Sunday afternoon game at City National Arena. And ever since that, they just had a really strong second half of the season, pretty much won all their games, had a great weekend against ASU in, uh, on the, uh, in February when they were honoring first responders in the military and, and police. And they went into the tournament really on a good, good run. Then, of course, March hits, and then, of course, we know what happens from that point. But the, the 2020 was really starting off strong for UNLV because they were, as I said, came in, came in kind of rough, nine-game winless kid. Then they had 2020 started – they bring in a goaltender that was solid second half, and they were going into the tournament with a lot of momentum uh, into March. But then, of course, everything changed. And that was really the same with, with Arizona State and uh, the University of Arizona as well. Uh, Arizona State had been just on the Ooh. very edge and, <laughs> and got their way into the tournament. And uh, Paul, Paul's going to be all over that all night. Uh, so. So as uh, those three teams were looking to make a trip to Dallas, uh, we were hoping that we were going to be there and and bring everything to you from from a great tournament. It all ends suddenly, and as, as Stephen and I talked about on last night's show, and we we did a brief recap as well, is that uh, we've gone through so many different phases. I'm sure Paul's going to agree when I tell him this, but uh, there was a there was first there was shock, right? How, how could this be happening? Uh, then there was a, a little bit of of uh, disbelief, and 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 then uh, shortly after that came reality, uh, and everybody realized that this was actually happening, and it was happening to everybody, and then they kind of settled in, and then it got to the point of uh, anticipation, I think, for the for the start of this coming fall, which everybody was hoping would be at least closer to normal, and then came a disappointment again, and I think that's the phase that we're in right now is a bit of disappointment, especially for the club teams, because they're, they're not able to play any games at this point. So, Paul, is that is that kind of the way you see it as well? Well, it, it kind of just goes along the five stages of grief, right? 
uh, you can seem to be able to apply that to any situation. You know, uh, it just just goes along, and you know, not that they're set markers for it, but um, you know, I mean, bargaining, anger, denial. Uh, we we went through all of that. Uh, went through some depression, and you know, we finally accepted it. We we're not happy about it, but uh, you know, it's, it's you know, you know, and that's basically what you just described, right? I mean, I'm not, I don't have a psychology degree, and I don't have, uh, and, but I mean, those are things that you can apply to just normal situate, not normal. I don't even know what the heck I'm saying, but you get the idea. It's, it, it's yeah. a cycle and it goes through stages and we're, we're waiting for it. We're, we, we've, we've accepted it now. We're just waiting for it to end. So, so let me ask you this. Is it a fair assessment to say that there's a bit of disappointment uh, in the hockey world right now? Cause um, ASU uh, got a chance to, to play NCAA hockey on the road in the Big Ten, and I know they're very thankful for that, but they're disappointed that they couldn't play at home. They couldn't play their normal schedule in front of their normal fans, um, especially as they're now preparing to go into a new building in a couple of years. And then the club teams, the same thing. They thought they could start uh, in the fall, and then they couldn't. Uh, and and now they don't even know if they're going to be able to start in January now, next, you know, tomorrow or if it's going to be delayed until to, to March, or uh, if they'll play at all. And then well, the NHL... And, and, and every school is different. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, and then the NHL gave us excitement in the fall with the with the, the, the bubble and the playoffs, but then the NHL had to put things on hold for a while, and they're just opening up camps uh, today for the teams that didn't make the playoffs, and their season's going to be changed again. It's going to be 56 games it's uh, it going to be very tight. It's going to go from January until July when they hand out the Stanley Cup, and then they're going to try to get back again uh, to normal. But uh, so is disappointment uh, the right word right now, at least a little bit? I guess it depends on what level and what you're talking about, because even at the college, at the NCAA level, some teams are not playing. Some teams are. Uh, two-thirds of the ECAC are not playing. Uh, other teams have opted out. Uh, people are transferring all over the place. And as far as the ACHA level is concerned, some teams are playing, some teams are not. So, you know, and every day that changes. So uh, there's, uh, you wake up every day and just, Try to see what's going to happen that day and worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, I think you said it best on, on our show several times about just taking one day at a time. And, Stephen, I'm going to throw that same question to you. Is, is disappointment uh, a, a word that you could use to describe where we are right now in the hockey world? Well, I mean, there is some certainly some disappointment in, in that regard, but I think there's also now some – renewed uh, excitement of the potential that we're going to have some sort of hockey season uh, within the NHL and the American Hockey League. Uh, obviously, we're 
we're up in the air about how the ACHA season will, will play out. Uh, but, you know, I think as we go into 2021, there's, uh, there's excitement uh, too, I think, and maybe some, some trepidation as well, but some, some excitement that, that there is a path forward to, to resuming the, the NA, to getting the NHL season started. Yeah, it's going to be a different, different type of season. It's going to be a, a unique season in that regard. It's going to be pretty much every other day they're going to be playing games and they're going to be playing kind of like an AHL-style series where they'll play a couple the same team kind of two, time, two times in a row. A, couple, a lot and of back The bad part about that will be what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's, why I said, that, that's why I said this, there's excitement. Because let me tell you something right now. You're playing it. This is going back to like original six days. And this is going to be, uh, you're playing teams seven, eight, nine, ten times, depending on what division you're in. Oh, baby, is it going to get heated? And you think it's going to be heated during the 56 games? Wait till you add four more games or possibly eight more games because depending on, or you know, as many as seven games because you're playing somebody in a playoff series. Oh, oh, oh baby. Paul, Paul's ready for that, Stephen. He's he's all set. <laughs> I, guess the, I guess the disappointment there will, there will be some level of disappointment if, if, if how it'll play out with fans being able to go to these games because that's part of the, a great uh, experience of checking out a, an NHL game or a hockey game in general is being able that's to go in the, person there you and, go. and that's have the, the players sit against the glass and see the see the action in person. And, and what we saw in the bubble was great, but it was it obviously was missing the energy of the crowd and. And we're not going to see that to the level that we're used to. So that's going to be disappointing that we're going to have this great matchups, these great little series within the season. And, and what's the level of fans that are going to be there is going to be little to none in a lot of places. And maybe some will be able to have some capacity. Hopefully as the season goes along, things will improve and they'll be able to put some more fans in the stands, but we won't have 16, 17,000 in T-Mobile or, or, you know, Staples Center in LA or these other, you know, in New York and Madison Square Garden and these other places. It's, it's not going to, it's not going to look like that, at least at the beginning. So that's going to be I'm, disappointing. I'm just kind of hoping that by the time the playoffs roll around, that there are, there are some people in the building. Yeah, and and I think I, I think that, that will has happen. to be the goal, right? Well, it's going to start in Arizona. I mean, it's the only only team in NHL that's going to start with fans, at least limited numbers. So they will uh, use that as a model, I'm sure, and see what happens if you can get people in safely here. Uh, who knows? I think okay. the Florida Panthers are trying to going to start with some fans too, but oh, you know, they don't, get, they, don't get, they don't get a lot of they don't get a lot of fans in general in a normal sense. So that's probably easy to it won't be much different for them probably. Uh, I I wasn't going to go there, but uh, <laughs> what are they are they going to do that if the Sharks have to play uh, at Gila River? Uh, I don't know that or, 100% certain, but I can say about 90% certain that it's going to be the same protocol uh, for both teams because the the protocol is be really coming down from Gila River Arena and how they're going to be able to uh, to put fans in safely, they think, and they've convinced the uh, the governor here in Arizona that they can do it. Um, that, you know, NFL has done it here uh, with some limited fans and, and they've done it with the 49ers playing here for the last month. So, um, yeah, there's there's hope that that's the way it's going to go. And I, I guess we'll see. Um, we'll get we'll get back to that in just a minute. But uh, we've got a great listener that I, I have to shout out. I have to shout out Doug, who I know is listening right now. And and he brought up one thing that that I think 
was a very thankful part for me in this 2020. It, it forced us to drive. Um, as most people know, we have a young grandson that was born in, in uh, mid-January, and uh, they reside in Minneapolis. So we've made a couple of trips uh, from Arizona to uh, Minneapolis, and I had a chance to visit Doug, one of our uh, uh, most faithful listeners, and I had a chance to have pizza with them at my famous uh, favorite pizza shop in Minneapolis. And uh, it's always great when you can spread it out. And uh, we, you know, Paul and I can both say this, that we, we've had Pat Micheletti on a number of times. We've had Jess Myers on a number of times. We had uh, Rob Stauber on. So uh, we, we've cl- clearly gotten to be more of a, um, not regional anymore, uh, <laughs> a national podcast, which is really kind of cool. And to meet people and, and know that they're listening and following what you do. Uh, shout out to Doug for, uh, for doing that because um, he was one of the first. And, and uh, when you're a first of anything, you'll love it because we're approaching uh, 10,000 downloads, which, uh, you know, in some cases, people would say that's not a great milestone. But when you're talking about a regional podcast that started in the middle of the pandemic, um, and it's approaching those kind of numbers. I'm happy with it. I really am. And I think the next year that number might be 50,000, maybe a hundred thousand, who knows? So uh, shout out to Doug. And I want to thank everybody. Had a chance. Can we to get to, to Sunday first. <laughs> had a chance to go to Dubuque, had a chance to go to uh, uh, see St. Cloud state and some friends there. And of course, up to the university of Minnesota, Duluth, the home of champions was able to get up there and, uh, and visit some friends there. So, um, did I mention that they're they still the defending NCAA champion? Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that or not, but that would be the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. Anybody still there? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, 22 so anyway. minutes till 2021 on the East Coast, by the way. <laughs> so so we got really? through this. Because it did, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Do, I don't know if 2021 is ever going to get here. <laughs> so so we got we got through uh the uh the summer months uh basically like everybody else is just taking it like paul says one day at a time and and, and i don't know how forward. we did that sometimes uh, and i think both of you told me as co-hosts you you would tell me what are we going to do for guests how, how are we going to get guests and, and we had great guests we had phenomenal guests and we still continue to get phenomenal guests so um we're very thankful that uh, that we oh, were absolutely. able to do that. Absolutely, I, I wasn't sure there because I, I listen. How many, how many, how many times did I say to you, "How are we gonna get through an hour? What are we gonna talk about?" <laughs> and then how many, how many times did our executive producer say, "Shut it up, so I can turn this thing down and get the podcast back up for download"? <laughs> well, she probably says that to you every day. So, but that's not. It has nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> so anyway, as we move forward into the fall, um, we waited. We waited for schedules. Uh, Paul watched every NHL game that he could watch um, in the pod and, yes, and became awesome. very disappointed when it got down to the Stanley Cup final because he knew that, that those days of six games a day were gone and that oh, soon yeah, there was going to be great. none. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was it was sad. It was very depressing. So Paul, and then we had the NCHC pod, which you know jacked yeah. it back up. Yeah, we'll get to that. But but tell us about that because that that was something you really enjoyed, didn't you? Listen, uh, you know when I was 
another life ago, I used to do that. I'd sit, get up on a Saturday morning. Uh, Direct TV used to have used to be much, much different in the beginning. Um, and, you know, I managed to watch NHL games from 1 o'clock in the afternoon till 2 o'clock in the morning. You get those West Coast Canadian games. And, you know, you don't often get to see, you know, I didn't, at that point, I was, it was unusual to for me to be able to see games that didn't involve local teams. Once I got direct TV, um, maybe I shouldn't plug them because they don't pay us, but that's either here nor there. Um, it's and, okay. That, that maybe just, leads them to become a sponsor. Maybe. And, and, and let's just say that uh, I had extra access to things because you could do that then. It was a little easier. And I'd be watching games on Hockey Night in Canada, and it was great because I had never seen it, you know. I mean, Hockey Night in Canada was just something you knew existed, but it was like a ghost. It was there, but not there. Now I'm watching games, like you said, going till 2 o'clock on a, on a Saturday night uh, in my apartment. And I'm like, this is awesome. And it kind of harkened me back to those days. And these This was actually better because this was six – games a day of playoffs and four days games a day of playoffs. This wasn't regular season. This <laughs> right. was playoffs. This was and, and quality and, quality teams in the playoffs that yeah, were healthy. I mean the start last, at least. Yeah. And it was and it was awesome. And you know, it was unusual to have it in August where I could stay up and I didn't have to worry about getting up to go to work the next day. And it was great. Okay, so Stephen, uh, you're you're involved in all of it. You were with me to do some AHL stuff. So, um, talk about that just a little bit. We had a chance to go over to Lifeguard Arena and see the uh, grand opening of it. Get a tour uh, by none none other than the uh, president of the Vegas Golden Knights, and and just what that's uh, how that kept hockey in the forefront. In your words. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of uh, interesting because, you know, with the with the pandemic and then with this with the AHL team coming here, it, it just seems like there was a chance to continue to be in the in the loop here with the with the buildup of the the new lifeguard arena, which was something that they were already building, and then the AHL team came along, and then they had to add on and, and add some parts to it that would would be able to house the the facility for the AHL team, you know, uh, space for them to work out and things like that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that they've been able to still continue to do that. There was hardly any delays in, in the project. They were still able to finish the construction of it on time. Um, you know, now it's open and it's being used and obviously soon the, the silver Knights, the gold Knights prospects, the, there'll be the silver Knights team. We'll, we'll skate there and practice there and, and it's uh, it's really uh, it's been really really nice. And then obviously having the Golden Knights have a great run in the bubble uh, kept the city uh, excited. Even though we couldn't, we weren't there obviously in Edmonton. But even though we couldn't really get together as fans, we we could all get together at our homes or you know small groups and watch the Golden Knights cheer them on from from Edmonton. I went to the send off when they when they did the send off for the for the Golden Knights uh, to Edmonton. They had a little thing at 
at the city national in the parking lot, people in their cars, they, the people came and decorated their cars and, and were there to see them on, you know, as they were leaving on the bus, people could honk at them and, and wave at them as they were, as they were leaving. And, and I'm sure that was great for the Golden Knights players because when things shut down, we weren't really sure if we were going to be able to resume hockey safely. And then we did. And then obviously the, the fans here love the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights love the fan base and be able to see their faces and be able to see those in the parking lot there at city national being able to, to cheer them on and, and, and wish them luck in, into the bubble, I'm sure it was a great motivate, great thing for them and great motivating factor for them. And obviously they had a, a great run in the, uh, in the bubble all the way up until the Western conference final. But it was, it was, uh, it's, it was something that we needed in Vegas because when things were shut down here for in Vegas, it was a tough time. A lot of people are out of work and are, are still out of work. It's, we're still trying to recover and it's, it's we're not out of the woods yet. I mean, it, with everything and, and be able to have our Golden Knights get back on it, on the ice and play uh, was a nice little break from from the action. That's what's what's so that's what's so great about sports in general. And when, when we go through tough times, you know, right after one October, you know, the Golden Knights started up. They were right there, and and we were able to have have them to cheer cheer on. But that's what's great about sports in general. We it's usually a distraction from our from our problems. But with COVID, it took even sports away. So then we really didn't have that to lean on as well, which made things even more tougher. So when we were able to get some sports back safely. In, in, even though we couldn't be in person, we could watch it from afar, and, and I think we all needed that. Okay. And, and then, by the way, just to, to ahead, add Paul. on to that, we had we had all those NHL games. Then we had the NCHC pod. And now I get the World Junior Tournament where we got three games a day, and you know, <laughs> it, and the first game would start about two o'clock, and I'd be done. Just being done working at that point, so let, let's go. And I mean, I'm, you know, this is Christmas break, and and so not working now, and it's awesome. Yeah, I hear you. So a couple of other things that I want to touch on is the uh, the Arizona Coyotes, and if Zach were here, he could he could get into this with us. But since he's not, I will take his position on this. But the Arizona Coyotes went through a major overhaul uh, from the front office, completely from new ownership to a new uh, front office, to uh, everything except the new coach, basically. Uh, they, they remodeled the, uh, the team and, and the, the, everything and how they were going to operate. And, and that all happened during the middle of the pandemic. Then we made the decision to add uh, Colorado teams to our coverage area. So we got the Avalanche, who made uh, Zach very, very happy. Uh, we also added Denver, uh, the Colorado Eagles, Denver University uh, for uh, NCAAs. NCAA, Colorado College, and Air Force. So that became a new little niche for us, and it's been really good. As Paul mentioned, the, the pod was good. The The response from, from the teams and the coaches, uh, at least at the NCAA level, has been phenomenal. I expect things to, uh, to be that way in the NHL and AHL as well as we continue to grow. So we're happy to have them on board. I think it just makes us uh, – uh, a little bit more of a bigger fish in a in a small pond now because uh, we've got coverage area, which is nice. Um, and then Paul mentioned the World Juniors, and that's going on right now. And I'll give everybody a quick update. It is four nothing USA with uh, six forty to go or so. So uh, Team USA has not allowed a goal in uh, nearly two hundred minutes right now. And if they you had continue to say on it, this base, you had to yeah. say it, right? <laughs> You had to say. I have confidence in these guys, Paul. There's a, a bunch of talent uh, on that roster, and uh, Spencer Knight. A lot of talent on the good. Swedish roster too. Just, yeah, uh, 
But but remember, we got Bobby the Blur Brink out there, and that don't uh, ever say that, that again. <laughs> don't ever say that again. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, that that's kind of the the fun stuff of what we're seeing right now. Uh, as I said, training camps are starting uh, very very soon, and when when that happens for the NHL, uh, the teams that are in the playoffs anyway will start on the third of January, and we'll get back to seeing some of that. I am going to tease, uh, as we call or as I call our podcast, the, uh, the quad pod of hockey podcast. We own prime time now, at least in uh, the mountain time zone, Sunday through Wednesday, 730, the only place you can listen to us live. And we're going to take it on the road. We're going to do a Vegas week show live from the D Hotel in, uh, in Las Vegas. We're, we're bringing Paul because Paul hasn't been to Vegas since, what, 1987? Uh, and you never left the airport. My, my, whatever it was, you never left the airport. No, no, right? no, no, no. We did leave the airport, but it was oh, only okay. five hours. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell you what hotel we went to. I walked may, into the airport. It, I walked. It may not even be around airport. anymore. But <laughs> it, it might not. Like I said, I couldn't even tell you which one we went to. Uh, I walked into McCarran Airport, which, by the way, even back in '87 or '88, whatever it was, probably '87. Was the cleanest airport I've ever seen. You could eat off the floor. I'm sure it's still that way, <laughs> but holy smokes! Um, and you know, we took a cab to one of the hotels. I have no idea which one. And I played some blackjack. Almost lost the whole hundred. Uh, <laughs> won some of it. Won enough of it back to pay for a cab ride and a meal. So I walked into McCarran with a hundred and walked out with a hundred. Uh, to me, that was a win. And yeah. Uh, I, I don't expect to do the same thing this time, but I don't gamble, so it doesn't really matter. I, uh, but but what you what you do do really well is sit well in that stadium swim hundred degree pool water on the yes. first floor. Yes, yes, <laughs> that sounds nice. <laughs> so That's so we're what all going to be, be there. Uh, we're going to get a chance to visit our friends all over Las Vegas. We're going to start with the. The great guys over at UNLV and uh, introduce Paul to all of them. We're going to get up to City National. And they won't we're talk to over us to Hen- anymore. Yeah. We're going to get over to Henderson. <laughs> we're going to get over to the Orleans and see that uh, that facility. We're going to uh, do a little bit of everything. We're going to stop and see our friends at Jesse Ray's because that's what we do. We go for barbecue uh, and get some of the best uh, barbecue and barbecue sauces you can get. And then, of course, uh, we're, we're going to be right there at the D Hotel uh, from – Beautiful Bar Canada, and uh, we'll be over at Circa. We'll be on Fremont Street. We'll be all over the place. So we will be socially distant. We will have our masks on. We will be doing everything by protocol, but it will be great four straight nights. As the NHL just kicks off, we will be in Las Vegas. Matter of fact, uh, the Golden Knights will play Anaheim two nights uh, before we get there, and then they'll play the uh, Arizona Coyotes, uniquely enough. I'm about that, how while we're there. So when they made the schedule out, they they knew they they knew we were doing these shows from Vegas, so they wanted to plan it out perfectly. So yeah, it was could, very nice could, of them. You uh, could have the Coyotes so play Zach in Vegas. Zach's gonna and be they, there too, right? Zach is gonna be there too. We're we're gonna drag him there at least for his obligate obligatory show. Is obligatory I'm not, show. Zach, I'm, you have two weeks yeah. of putting up with this, Zach. I know I I know you'll hear this eventually, <laughs> and you got two weeks, of put, maybe more. Who knows after I get back? <laughs> Deal with it. 
<laughs> exactly. So we are very thankful for the D for, for hopping on board and, and putting up with us. Uh, that was one of the things that they requested, guys. Uh, they, they wanted us to uh, do some shows from there if they were going to partner with us and, and uh, present the uh, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly Podcast. So uh, that was a very easy yes for me. Uh, yeah, you want us to come there and do shows in your beautiful facilities? Absolutely. We'll do it. So uh, we will we will be there in January. We'll see how things go as far as future dates. But um, So look forward to that. That starts the 17th of January through the 20th. And uh, Paul's going to arrive a little early. So uh, that means I'm going to arrive a little early because I'm going to be his transportation and uh, and his tour guide. And then we'll we'll throw Stephen in there to show us some highlight spots because he, he's a Vegas native. So he's got to help us out a little bit on that. So that's what's coming up in 2021. We got about seven minutes until the uh, the new you're, year. You're 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 the one, right, Stephen? You're the you're you're that Vegas native, right? You're, you're <laughs> the, like the only one, right? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Well, no, I don't mean just in the podcast, right? Because that's that's like trying to find somebody that was born and raised in Arizona, <laughs> right? Like you were yeah, born and raised there, right? I wasn't born in Vegas, Vegas, but wasn't born in wasn't born in Las Vegas, but I've lived here since I was uh, a young child. So that almost is the same thing. I yeah, mean, yeah, exactly. It's close I as mean, it gets. You know, uh, and I was just born in California, so I didn't go very far. Yeah, like I said, I just, I, I, I just assumed it was the same thing. Is 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 at least the the Phoenix area? Everybody's from somewhere else, right? Right. That, that's well, that's the case with Vegas. I, you do get a lot of transplants from Vegas. You get a lot of people that move move here from other places. But well, that's what I meant. Dude, that's what I'm yeah. saying. You're like the one. You're the you're you're the one that's you know. Okay, I, like I said, they're just they're not basically that many natives, right? No, that's, that's true. Yeah, they're, they're, it's hard to find them. Yeah. But but uh, Stephen has a day job that does a lot with uh, with people there too. So I, I don't know if you want to talk about that or at least one of us has a day job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very well put, my friend. <laughs> so despite the pandemic, despite 2020, uh, I am very thankful for all of our partners that have stepped up and uh, and become uh, part of our team. Uh, certainly for our listeners, certainly for you guys, because uh, you guys all put in a lot of hard work. And uh, as many people probably have figured out, it's not for the money that you do this. <laughs> it's for the love of the game and, and the growth of the game. One day we're going to make some money, but as we uh, continue to build this thing, uh, we do what we have to do. And, um, you know, I couldn't have done it without you guys. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much for all that you guys do. And, uh, I, I honestly believe 2021 is going to be, as I started the hashtag today, bigger and better in 2021, and I think we're doing it. You love those hashtags. <laughs> and my nicknames. I like them, too. And magic numbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's five, minutes, of that. five minutes left until it's uh, till the ball drops in New York. And, and let me tell you this, folks. One minute. Did you actually watch it? Because I, I haven't watched it in years. <laughs> it's uh, weird I, to not see tons of people down there like they normally would have. But they have well, let's love. put it this way. Do you know what is consistent? I'm not there. You would never catch me there. <laughs> so you could say that that's the same. And there, you go down there. There are no New Yorkers down there. It's all tourists. Uh, that's like with Vegas here. You know, we don't have a ton of people on the strip this year like in years past. And and you won't find the locals down there, Harley. It's usually people coming from other places. So yeah, 
Okay, let me give you a quick update. 34.3 to go. Team USA 4, stop, nothing. Stop. The, the, uh, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> the, win, the win tonight for Team USA, I can say it's a win. I'm not yeah, going to give the you other word. 34 seconds left. Uh, so the win moves them into top position in uh, Pool B. What's good about that, folks? They do not have to face Canada until the gold medal game if they both get that far. And let me um, tell you something about that. I, I, that they, they, I, they played the Finns today, and I expected a, a, a tough match against the Finns today, and they blew them out of water. And <laughs> they got ninth. I mean, they on the roster, twenty uh, first round picks. Uh, Kirby Doc got hurt, won't play this year for the Blackhawks, but. Holy smokes. They're still playing with 19 first-round picks. 19! Yeah, and, but but also, let me speak up for Team USA, who does not have 19 first-round picks. They have some. Uh, not that number, but what a performance. After that uh, that opening game against Russia, where I thought they were very lackluster, they right now have not allowed a goal in three games. It's uh, yeah. uh, and, and their offense is incredible. I mean, uh, some of the guys that that we know household names to us uh, that for calling covering NCAA hockey and Bobby Brink and and Turcott at PCB at Wisconsin and the three from the University of Minnesota, who by the way will not be there when Arizona State takes on the number one team in the country. And that's how I want to end it, guys. I want to talk about the opportunity that Arizona State has for the first time ever to play the number one ranked team in the country. And it's a final now, 4 nothing United States. They finish it uh, with nine points and in first place. So uh, yeah, they, they managed to avoid uh, you giving them the Malloy keys. <laughs> that's a, that's a congratulations to, uh, to Mr. Lehman, uh, the head coach, and uh, the, um, the Team USA guys as they move into the medal round play right now, starting on the 2nd of January. So, uh, but but back to where I wanted to finish, guys. Uh, ASU getting the opportunity in, what, year five to play a number one ranked team on the road. Um, they will not have three of their defensemen who are with uh, the national, the world junior team. But uh, it will be a very, very interesting Sunday and Monday, won't it, Paul? Oh, there's no question about it. Uh there's, there's a lot of questions that still have to be answered uh, for ASU. You know, the, will Johnny Walker be back? Will he not be back for this weekend? Uh, how are they going to adjust to those rare games on the Olympic-sized ice? And, you know, you're going back on the road again. Uh, but you're, you're not going to have a bigger challenge than you are right now. And... You know, if you're an athlete, this is what you live for, right? You, in order to be the best, you have to beat the best, right? That's what it's all about. You uh, you play to win the game, as one Herm Edwards says. And uh, if you want to be the very best, you do have to beat the best. So good luck to the Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, we will have it all for you. Uh, Paul and I will be on right after the Sunday game, apparently. The way things are going right now will be shortly Ten after. Ten seconds left. <laughs> um, uh, we might... Let's see if the game start. No, I, I, the Three, game, I don't think the game two, will be over. One. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah, well, Happy East New Coast. Year, everybody. Time to drink the sparkling cider. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the game will be over by the time we're on Sunday, but... Yeah, I, I think it will. I think it will. It's a 3 o'clock game there in in Minneapolis, so... Oh, yeah, I'm thinking uh, the Monday night game. Yeah, the Monday night game uh, will definitely be probably uh, still going on, but that's professional hockey for us anyway. And Paul and I will be back on Sunday and Tuesday. Uh, more great shows. So we encourage you all to continue to download, continue to follow, continue to subscribe. It just makes everything better for all of us. Uh, again, one more round of applause for everybody that joined our uh, team as corporate partners and as presenting partners. We could not do it without you. Uh, round of applause to our executive producer, Terry Strandy, for all the hard work that she does behind the scenes, keeping us looking good and doing what we do. And uh, also to uh, our cohort that's not with us tonight, Zach Bondurant, who actually has a life and did something on, on New Year's Eve. Well, the oh, three of us, for that. I promise. Well, the three of us stayed here. <laughs> he will pay. And talked hockey. And uh, Stephen and Paul, thank you as always for uh, for doing it. I know I always uh, spring stuff on you, and, and this one was a little late notice, but I thought it was a lot of fun and it was something we needed to do to propel us into 2021. So on that um, note, we'll see. How does it feel, Paul? It's, it's 2021 there in New York. How does it feel? Uh, <laughs> You feel you feel renewed. You feel excited. The future. <laughs> we got a few hours left here on our end, but yeah, well, with this is the podcast from the future, at least your future, anyway. <laughs> Absolutely, Paul. Do you want to take it away tonight with our uh, our read? All right, special edition of Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com Network has been brought to you by Bell Ford, presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Visit bellford.com and explore the 2021 return of the legendary Ford Bronco. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, 100% blue agave, is used to make our unique tastes. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com to order any of our three award-winning flavors. Behind the mask, on ice, in line, in the net, up the ice. Whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Buy Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. It's all about the butt. Buy nchc.tv and the nchc. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the Conference of College Hockey Champions. Cold beers and cheeseburgers, sports, craft beers, and made-to-order burgers, 12 Valley locations, and two in California. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Pre-game, post-game, during the game, the place to be to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right. It wouldn't be a new year without asking for a New Year's resolution. 
Uh, Steven, you want to start it off? You got one? Ooh, you put me on the spot there. I still have a few more hours here on the West Coast before I have to come up with one. But maybe go to Paul first since it's already 2021 on his end. Paul, you got one? My New Year's resolution is to ban you from ever using nicknames again. <laughs> Fair enough. At least you didn't say my magic number. Uh, I still got that. Uh, I've been trying that for two years now. <laughs> That'll never go away. Okay, so I'll jump in while we're letting Stephen think a little bit. But uh, the New Year's resolution right now is just to continue to get better. Uh, I think we've got a great thing going, guys. I, I think that uh, as a team, we can continue to grow this thing. And I think at the end of 2021, when we do this uh, wrap-up show, it's going to look a lot different, a lot bigger, a lot better 2021. Stephen, you think come something? Yeah, I mean, I, one that I just think of is is to uh, just appreciate things that, that we have. And, you know, I think one thing we've learned from this year is how much uh, we maybe take things for granted, things that we, we would do it every day in our lives, maybe be able to go out in a restaurant and eat or to go to a sporting event, be solo to solo with somebody or go to see a movie. And we haven't been able to do that a lot this uh, this year. And so I think when all that is we can do that safely again, I think we're, we're going to appreciate that and, and so I, I, I'm going to try to appreciate more of the little things in life that, that we maybe take for granted uh, before all this took place. All right. Very well, very well said, gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, everybody. Uh, thank you to Stephen and Paul for, uh, for coming in on uh, a late night show and uh, doing the wrap up with us. Uh, we will say good night with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. And Paul and I will be back with you as another, the first episode of College Hockey Southwest Live Sunday night for 2021. Good night, everybody. And Happy New Year, everyone. Good night.